On this episode of Sam and Chance, guys, we're starting something new. We are going to go seven rounds with you today, and we're going to build up our rounds just like any other boxer. So, guys, we have a lot of topics that we want to cover here. Everything from Dubois and Usyk to Jared Anderson, Canelo, you name it, we got it all on this show. So, guys, strap in, sit back, relax, and thank you for leading us into your years. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Snap and Chats. As you heard in the intro, we are going to try something different today. So bear with us. This will only get better. But before anything and everything, hello, Mr. Michaels. And you know what? I got to say very simply, of all the hats that you wear, I really, really like that one, even though they're not a team I would support. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. Yeah. I heard some good news today that uh, the governor of Nevada is lobbying for ACDC to play the Super Bowl show, halftime show in Vegas. So sounds like that's going to happen. So they'll blow the roof off the place. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, How about you? No, no, I can't complain, man. It is Thursday. We are getting close to the weekend. Boxing yeah. show in full effect. We've had three or four days to think about. Lucy can do one. Was it a low blow or not? We'll get into that. Um, Jared Anderson as well fought on that night as well. A lot of parallels to both fights, considering what happened earlier on that morning. We'll get into that as well. Canelo fighting Charlo Crawford, spinning around the world, man. I don't think he's trained in over a month, but he's shooting his shots. We'll get into that. Everything. But Chaz, we've talked about this for a while, and I think it's time, like everything else, we finally have to pull the trigger and try something new. I like this. So today we are going to try to do things in three mi three minute rounds, just like our boxers do. Let's do it. I'm excited. So let's fun. try this out. Bear with us. Uh, anything that goes wrong, we we apologize in advance, but we're going to do the best we can. I want to put this episode out the way it comes out, so we can look back at it and say, "Oh, look at how it started, and look at these guys now." So here we go. Round number one. Let's start. Oh. Usyk versus Dubois. Now, Chance, was it a low blow or wasn't it a low blow? It was really, really close, man. I mean, when I watched it in real time and he went down, I thought he just got a hard body shot and went down. The way he reacted, I thought Usyk started selling it after as a low blow. I thought it was clean. It was right on that borderline. I mean, you can go either way with it. I thought it was a good shot. Um, the one thing that I didn't like... Low blow or not, whatever you decide on, I'm saying it's not. Some people say it is. But the referee encouraging Usyk to take a full five minutes and Usyk is saying, I'm ready, I'm ready. Refs like, take your time. I didn't like that. Okay. Um, I thought it was a clean shot. I mean, it was borderline right in the belt. Right. Well, here's – okay, here's what I think. Honestly, first off, the way Usyk wears the shorts and where that belt line is, right? I know what the rule is, but how does he play high? around that? How does he play around that rule? He puts it up even higher that makes yep. that line, Right. The shot was in the solar plexus. Now, here's one thing I will say, in my opinion. Have you ever been kicked in the nuts? Many times. Have you by ever been punched in the nuts yeah. by accident? Got a ball in the nuts? Oh, yeah. What's the first thing you do when you get kicked in the nuts? You grab your nuts, cover it, and go down, right? What did he do? He didn't. He, he went, went down with his like this. He, he went down from a body shot. Yes. Not once did he grab his nuts. Not once did he ever do it. The man took a body shot. 
And once and he realized the ref was going to call it a low blow, then he milked it. But he milked it completely, man. Here's the problem with the whole situation, in my opinion. Very simply, it was a home crowd. Now, Usyk has proven he can sell out an arena, okay? He sold yes, out an arena did. of 45,000 people, which makes the negotiation for Fury even more exciting now as we look ahead. That fight's now. going down next for sure this no, time. 100%. It has to, right? So you got, we're running out of time here. This is fun. Uh, so know. basically what I'm trying to say here, very simply, the guy went down. He, he was out of breath. Better be hit him with the same kind of shot in the amateurs, the, amateurs the, guy, yep. the guy has no body right he's an amazing boxer he won every round absolutely okay Dubois was not meant to be in that fight remember I no. said it to you Chance Michael I said it to you in the last show that was Joyce's fight but he screwed up by losing to yep. Zhang and that was his fight Dubois was just put there because they had no one else to put there that non nonsense title in my opinion that no one should be carrying around. Respect to them having it, but totally regular agree. titles make no sense to me, right? This guy should yeah. not be in that position to fight him. He was in no position to totally fight agree. him. Yeah. The angles, like even Usyk, the way he fought, like just the way he came in with certain angles and just pivoting off one foot and floating and coming in. Just amazing boxer, taking nothing away. He cheated. I will say he that. Did. Yeah, he did. It wasn't it was a, fair. It was a clean shot. He knew it. He had five minutes to recover. And then, yes, of course, he was going to come in yeah. and then finish and Dubois. But Dubois, maybe he was going to got up in 10 seconds and carried on and won, but, but, but I don't but, know. To close it out really quickly, when they asked me, he was like, oh, if I saw the referee counting, I would have gotten up. What, what, what is that? Yeah, I know. Final 10 I feel seconds, bad for Dubois, man. There, might, there should be a rematch just because Final 10 seconds, man. Here's what I think. Honestly, he wasn't ready for that fight, and it showed because the way he came back. He gave up after that fifth round. Yeah. End of the round, brother, man. All right, round let's two. move on to round number two. The rematch, Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. Ding, ding. Oh, pardon me. Stop timer. Here we go. Let's get going on this one. So, bad blood here. Bad blood. Bad, These guys real bad blood. Well, you know what? I think this match, Eubank is taking this fight so much seriously than he is now, than he did in the first one. And that was evident. Talking about KFC. Talking about only coming in at 60%. Right? Well, brother, you ate the KFC. You came in at 60%. And look what the man did to you. He went down in round four, yeah. In round He's four. saying that's a fluke shot. Liam Smith is no good. But I looked at the betting odds today. Vegas has Liam Smith as a slight favorite. They're saying Eubank's the underdog. So they're favoring Liam Smith. I think Eubank will, might win a decision. and we'll, we'll see a trilogy out of this, but he, he doesn't have Roy Jones Jr. in his corner this fight. He switched trainers again, Eubank. So we'll see if that helps him. But uh, maybe Smith just has his number. I don't think it wasn't a fluke shot like uh, Eubank said. He said it'll never happen again. He you know, was calling Liam a bum. So, I mean, these guys, it's a bad, bad blood. Well, the reality of it is if you watch that first fight, which we both have, you can also know that he, he took some shots earlier in that fight as well that led up to yeah. that knockdown. So it wasn't just one shot. Right, it was it was an accumulation of shots. Liam Smith came out with the mission. He was disrespected. If you're going into a match, Mister Michaels, and your opponent says to you, "I only need sixty percent of training," how's that going to make you feel? Yeah, exactly. Isn't right? me when you look at Liam Smith? He looks like a grade five teacher. You he know what I'm saying? Oh no, he looks he he just looks like a regular guy. He's kind of like yeah. a Rich Franklin, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. a school teacher that you don't want to mess with, sort of a deal. But I think this is going to be a really fun fight. That's I mean, normally for, yeah. we normally fights like this don't tend to kind of entice me because a it only lasted four rounds and what have you. Uh, but this one it seems interesting only because of all the talk that happened before and how that fight played out leading into this one. Connor Ben is still in the wing, so I know Eubank is still looking for that fight, and he needs to do something here in order to get it. Otherwise, the guy's done. 
it, yeah, he's had his career on the line, right? And he wants he he's wanted to fight all these big guys. He's you know he needs to win this fight. But if he does win, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see a third fight. Who is your who do you got in this fight? Um, it's a tough one. I think I think Ubek pulls it out. Honestly, in my opinion, only for the fact of what he has on the line and what he lost getting back to this point again, right? I mean, before this fight, everything was roses for him. He was looking great. No worries. You know, Connor Ben was in the wink somewhere. Uh, but ultimately, I think he's just going to come out furious. Now, the only thing is, I will say, is if he comes out reckless, we know Liam can Without get the job done, right? So will he come out ta- If he comes out tactful, I think he can possibly get something Smith done Smith has the here. confidence, though, because he knows he can hurt him. He knows he can finish him. So yeah. I think Smith keeps that exact same game plan as the last fight. This comes at him, lets his hands go. I don't think he can get an early stoppage. I mean, these guys hate each other, which makes for a great fight. So No, for sure, for sure. All right, Chance Michael, so last second here, I will probably go with Eubank Jr. in an upset decision. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Smith uh late round stoppage by round 10. All right, my friend. That's the end of round number two. Round number three, the Canelo undercard, the Canelo undercard, undercard has been announced. Start the round. Here we go. Chance, I tell you what, man, I really like this undercard. I thought that one in March was really good. This one is just as equally good and has the potential of even being better. So we got Canelo Charlo as the main event on this card. The co-main event is Jesus Jesus Ramos. We've already spoken to his uncle against Lubin. We've seen Jesus fight as well. This should be a really good fight. Yeah. Uh, the return of Denise Ugas against Mario Barrios. This is an interesting fight. Both guys fight. coming off losses. Uh, this is an interesting fight for both guys. This will really define what direction their careers are going to go in. I think, me personally, this is more important for Mario to win than Ugas, only for the fact that he's uh, been on the losing end of some fights here. So, you know, yeah. it'd be good for him. And the show opens up with Garcia versus Resendiz. Thoughts on this card, man? It's pretty loaded, dude, and it's. I'm glad that boxing starting to do this on some of the events. A lot of the times, you get a great fight, but the undercard is a bunch of guys you don't know about, which can be good. But these have some marquee names, which entices the average fan to order the pay per view, go to the bar and watch it, or the theater wherever you have it. This card is stacked. I've seen Ugas fight live. He's a good fighter. I hope he wins. He's a class act. Eh? He, uh, he's a great guy. Barrios for Ugas was a great fight. I get to get the edge to Ugas, but I don't know. But this card is stacked. Canelo versus Charlo is a main event. Like. Yeah, well, this paper is going to do over a million million buys for sure. No, for sure, for sure. It's I mean, good on Showtime for doing this too, by the way. Well, Showtime, like I said, right now, if you got to, I mean, it's it's. I mean, we are getting close to that point, right near the, the final quarter of the year, and I mean, at this point, unless you know someone pulls something out of their ad, the spectacular promotion of the year has to be PBC and Showtime, man. Yeah, it's it's looking good. I'm uh, looking at the I'm looking at the odds right now here. They got first. Charlo, they got Canelo as a three to one favorite. Ugas is a four to one favorite over Mario Barrios. They're giving Mario Barrios no respect or no chance according to the Vegas odds. Well, if you look we'll at Mario, the Mario Ugas fight is interesting to me because if you look at Mario, since he fought Tank, he's not, you know, he's and come. true Ramos Jr. versus Luman. Five to one favorite Ramos Jr. is. So they're giving Luman no respect. Well, the way he, he won't win. Upsets no, no, no. But the way the way looked, right, right. But the way Jesus looked in that fight, was, um, you know that that was amazing, and he was co-main event for that card too. Yep, he's got a. So they they, they see value play. in this guy, man. They see some serious value yep. in this guy. So I mean, that's two. And don't forget, all the guys undercard they want to go hard because you're on a Canelo undercard. 
the world's watching. This no, is the, the time to show up. The world is watching. Uh, I think honestly, there the pressure. I, I implore people like if you're not gonna if you're just coming in for the main event, watch the Sugas fight. I think this is gonna be oh, yeah. something interesting. And I'm sharing for Canelo my first time ever. No, it's absolutely, awesome. both of us. All right, man. This yeah. round is at an end. Here we go, round number four. Jared Anderson's performance on Saturday night. Ding, ding. Uh, Jared Anderson, my friend. Honestly, here's what I'll take away. It was a tune-up fight. It was an easy fight. There's not yep. much to say. Um, the, the the guy, what was his name? Rod, Rod, Rodenko. Rodenko. Andre Rodenko. Andre Rodenko, thank you, Trent. Tough Michael, guy. Um, tough guy, but he looked like Andrew Gallardo. Man. The guy was cheating to get out of there, wasn't he? He could, yeah, he could barely move. He's so old and dark. He took some big shots, but Jared did what he's supposed to do. Beat him up, finish him up. And I mean, he's a quality opponent. Like, it is a tune-up fight. Big, no. big Bob Aram threw him a Hail Mary. He beat this guy down so I can start pumping you up a bit. Right, right. But where does he go from here? But before we go there, I really want to touch on those body shots, okay? Only because of what played out in the daytime. What was considered yeah. a low blow. Jared delivered five, six of the exact same shots on this guy. And yeah, they were all considered true. okay. Right. So this is this is where I feel sorry for Daniel. Right. Like, you know, like it's just unfortunate like how it can be different on one side and whatnot. Honestly, the more I look at that card, I know we're talking about Jared Anderson, but the more I look at that card, the more I think like this thing was completely put in Usyk's favor right down to the referee. This oh, yeah. referee is experienced. Right. Everything oh, he know, did yeah. was wrong. The instructions, the way he gave him was wrong. The stuff that like I don't know if you saw that at the beginning of the fight. The, the stuff he was telling Dubois, don't be intimidated by the 45,000 people in the crowd. Why yeah, are you that's not his job him? to say that. That's your trainer's job, right? But Jared Anderson, where does he go from here, man? Well, it's good. I'm glad you said that. He wants to fight Frank Sanchez as a top 10 ranked heavyweight. He's telling Bob, give me a, give me a, a top 10 guy. So I think Bob's trying to make uh, Jared Anderson versus Frank Sanchez, who's a top 10 heavyweight. Yeah. And then that will kind of stratosphere, uh, catapult Jared Anderson into the mix a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred that, percent. That's what he called out. So we'll see. That, and that will be a good challenge for him, man. Because against against Charles Martin, I don't care what anybody says, the man was shook twice. Once in the fifth oh, yeah, and once in the seventh, right? Regardless of what anyone says, the man got shook, right? So he yeah. did what he was supposed to do. Great experience for him. No issues there. Frank Sanchez probably is the best bet, but I mean, if you think about it from there on in, everyone else is kind of tied up, right? I think the one guy that would be interesting, if Zhang wins again, that would be a really good matchup yeah. for him as well. And that's a fight that could be made. I mean, Warren represents Zhang. Zhang or Warren and Bob are together anyways, co-promoters yep. and a lot of things. So that yeah, would be a great was, fight. Uh, on the USIC card, top rank was commentating it for North America. They were billing it as top rank, but it was, it was a collaboration of many different guys. One more thing. On that top ranked card, the fight before the Jared Anderson card, that fight, I can't remember what his name was now. All those low bows, intentional. That guy, suspend him, man. I hope, I hope we not see him fight again. Dude, he looked like Andrew Galata. He did not want to be there. I mean, not the same outcome, but he had that same. You look at Emilio Fedorenko like on his face, like just yeah, yeah, he does. No emotion. He's just tired, dude. He's thirty nine. Right? Absolutely. All right, Chance Michaels. Uh, this round is coming to a close. Any final comments you got? Before I ring the bell. Happy Timmy Bradley was yesterday. Ding, 40, ding, ding. There you go. All right. Round number five. Uh, Terrence Crawford and Canelo. Ding, ding. Oh, pardon me. All right. Here we go. Round number five. So Crawford has been going on a world tour, as most of us already know. We've seen him on all the different publications. He's calling everybody out. He realizes he's got limited time, so he wants Pretty to fun. get as much as he possibly can. So 
what do you do? You call out the biggest fish that you can. Uh, he's calling out Canelo saying that, you know, I will go up 21 pounds and fight this man for those titles. Um, you know, so he's not giving Jared, he's not giving Charlo any chance to win. But Charlo has a chance. He can oh, yeah. win, right? Yeah. That could potentially happen. But if that happens as well, that's an amazing story built in right there, right? Crawford Absolutely. goes after Charlo, who's got built-in heat. Everything's already set up there. So you've got two great storylines. I never thought I'd say this, but I feel sorry for Canelo. Everybody's calling him out? Everybody's calling him out, but all the guys that are calling him out are below him. Yeah, I'll give Crawford credit for a couple of things. Why he wants a big fight? He's thirty-five. He, Crawford, he's an amazing technician. But he's never had many big fights. He's only had one big marquee fight. Other than that, he's haven't had much marquee fights. The thing is, Crawford's going up and wait to fight the Giants like Manny Pacquiao would do. So I give him credit for that. Uh, Canelo said, if it makes sense, it'll happen, right? Well, Canelo, so, Canelo said, this Canelo is can't fight everybody though. He'd be no, fighting no, no, every no. day. Right? I get that, but what Canelo said here, which I found really interesting, and I had to, you know, like if you think about, okay, let's take off the blinders. Let's just. Let's just look at it on, you know, outside mm -hmm. of the realm and just listen to what he's saying. You know, if I beat him, people are going to say, oh, you beat the smaller man. Yeah. If he beat me, then everyone can say, oh, look, Canelo's no good. Yeah. Right? So Canelo's he's taking like, all the risk here. Right. And he's like, he what doesn't. am I supposed to do? I'm already fighting a guy at a lower weight class. Right? So the question mm -hmm. is, is who does Canelo fight next? Who's number two on that list? And if you look at the names that are out there, you know, I, I mean, you look at the other Charlo, by the time if Canelo fights him, that's three years that this man's not fought in the ring. You do not fight someone of a Canelo Crawford caliber with not having a fight in three years and just jumping into that, right? It's like, it's not training. It's like you not training with weights for over three years and you pick up six pounders. Right, you know, it just levels. I mean, he's I don't in... think Canelo should fight Crawford just because of such a big weight discrepancy and size discrepancy. Why would Canelo risk his career, risk his name to fight a guy 30, 40 pounds lighter right. than him when well, he can fight Benavidez guys and other guys that is okay? okay. I don't blame Crawford for calling out the big dogs. No, 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 he's not. Yeah. No, and respect to him, he's earned the right to do it. Like you said, outside of maybe fighting um, Porter, what what's the other mm -hmm. biggest fight that he ever had? That's it. Right, that, that's marquee name, yeah. So, like, let's see how this all plays out because the question, everything's in the fog. Nobody knows who the number two contender is, and no one really fits that slot except one guy, the real Mexican monster, David Benavides. I don't know where this is all going to go, but hey, let's figure it out. Chances crowd's coming to an end, man, and ding, ding, here we go. Round number five is in the bag. Chance, let's do round number six. Uh, give us the odds and everything as much as you can in three minutes for all the fights that are coming up this weekend. All right. So first comes the first. I'm going to announce the big fight. We got Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. Liam Smith is a minus 163 favorite, which means you got to put $163 on Liam Smith to win 100. If you want to bet Eubank, you can put he is where I just had it right there. He is a plus 130 favorite. So 100 bucks will pay you 130. So it's fairly close. Vegas is giving Liam Smith the favorite. Now, if you want to bet a knockout, this is a good value here. If you think Chris Eubank Jr. is going to win, bet him. He's a plus 450 underdog for this. So if he wins by TKO, KO, or disqualification, plus 450, which means you put 100 bucks down, you'll win $450. That's a good bet if you think Eubank is going to win. If you think... Liam Smith is going to win by TKO or knockout, which Vegas seems to think that's how he will win. It's plus 150. Uh, decision, plus 300 for Liam Smith, plus 300 for Eubank. So if you think these guys are going to win that way, put 100 bucks down. You'll make four to five times your money for that. 
So Jeff, those I'm, are some good betting odds. I, I'm not a gambler. You know this. I I, yeah. I I listen to all the words that you say. And even though I've been listening to this all my life around me and everything, I swear to God, it's like a different language to me, man. It is, yeah. Basically, <laughs> if you see minus, if you see a minus mm. sign, that's the favorite. A plus sign means plus money. He's the underdog. It's Liam Smith is a slight favorite, but I like the I like the odds here of uh, Liam Smith finishing him at uh, plus one fifty. So a hundred dollars would pay me one fifty. But if you think Eubank and Amram plus four fifty is a really good bet, it's a fairly close fight. But the sharp these, people don't realize these Vegas sharps that make the odds. These guys are some of the best sports minds in the world they know all the odds they break everything down to keep it so close but either uh, way they have juice on each side what criteria do bet makers like I, i'm only asking you so you know i can be educated and help other people out there what do bet makers look at in terms of what they look at all for? analytics all numbers they look at past fights they look at what are the percentage of this they run numbers in their computer and then there's about four or five guys that e each book has different makers so like mgm has there are guys that set the lines, they'll bet three, six, five. But if you look at all the different books, they're all within pretty close to the same odds. They're all so smart, so they're all so the sharp. Guys, the guys that do this work, the turnover must be huge because they can't be right all the time. So how much money do they actually lose their companies supposed to making their companies money? It depends, but at the end of the year, they always profit. Because you got the random dude that's going, yeah, to put 500 bucks, I love Canelo, and you know, something happens, you know what I mean? Sounds like a so really fun job. You got, the, you got the public, they call it, you got two things. You got the public bet, yeah. And you got the sharp money. The sharp money are the pro betters that they live this. They spend a thousand bucks. They bet two thousand bucks. Public money's around under the MGM that's had five Bud Lights. I'll put fifty bucks on Canelo. Hope he knocks him out, loses, rips the ticket up, and walks out. That they make their money off the public bet. Because people bet big. You've been there. Absolutely. So big yeah, those are the odds for you, awesome. Bank and Smith. Yeah. Ding ding, round number six is in the bag. Chance, I tell you what, we win six rounds today. I think this is a good start. I mean, like most boxers, they start off with four rounds. Yeah. Champions, we added two extra rounds, right? So we'll build yep. this as we go along. How did Absolutely. you like this? Was that fun? I like it. It's, I think it's the best we've done because it's fast paced. You got to get your thoughts out quick and then it's done and on to the next subject. That way you, you can't, any, nobody in any show can just drag something out. Let's keep it moving. I like it. Awesome, you? brother. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this back. Yeah, I can't wait to, uh, yeah, no, we're going to keep going with it now that we started it. We'll do seven I, rounds next show and each we'll get up. Hey, day. we'll build it up. We'll build it up as we go along. But brother, man, I think if you have anything for us, our I favorite do. segment of the boxing show, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again to join Mr. Chance Michaels on this day in boxing history. Chance, what do you got for us, brother? We're going all the way back to 1937. Wow. Joe Lewis defended his heavyweight championship belt on a 15-round fight in Yankee Stadium against Tommy Farr. He won it in a decision. Yankee Stadium sold out. Joe Lewis, all-time all time great. 1937, that is what, 80, 86 years ago. 96 years ago. Man, those 86, 86, sorry, 86 years ago today. Those gloves back in those days? 1937, dude. Crazy, yeah. He Absolutely. he wanted. I mean, it, so yeah. Isn't that's what it said. Amazing? It Yankee Isn't Stadium. It? So boxing's been popular for a long time. He sold it up too. Brother, man, we're, we're going back to the. These are the days of Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth got this. I listened. Yeah. This, I just listened to that Babe Ruth Audible book, and it was one of the best Audible books I've ever heard. But Babe Ruth is at this fight in 1937. By the way, watching Joe Lewis fight. That's how iconic this fight was in Yankee Stadium, right? No, for sure. 86 man. years ago. Wow. Very crazy. Yeah, Very crazy. Like I said, that boxing being a historian say is one of the best heavyweights of all time. I mean, it's hard to say, but that's what some of them say. But how can you compare generation to generation? I always will say this, man. I don't think there will ever be a greatest of all time 
in any sport. I think the greatest of all time has to be a generational thing. Me, that's my opinion, right? Yeah. That that solves all the debates because if you look at Joe Lewis and his training techniques and the way they trained compared to what Ali did, mm-hmm. like you know, Ali's far removed from the way Tyson trained, and look at how different Deontay and Tyson trained compared to, yeah. to what you know Tyson trained like, right? Yeah. You, I, I think the greatest of all time has to be a generational thing. It usually go, yeah, that's that's a fair point. It usually kind of goes by your age group to what you grew up on. When you grew up as a kid and a teenager, you're gonna think, well, for me, I'll say, well, Wayne Gretzky's my favorite of all time. He's the greatest. Well, Rain's growing up, we'll say Conor McDavid. You know what I mean? It's kind of like who you idolize as a kid. Yeah, yeah it was idolization, but it's also looking at what they can. Like, would Gretzky be able to accomplish what he can in today's NHL game? I don't think so. I think so because there's no clutching and grabbing anymore. Well- Okay, right? we're talking about the dead puck era, all of it, right? If you think mm-hmm. about all that stuff, right? Like after Gretzky left, everything really became clutch and grab, this and that. I mean, the guys are bigger, faster and everything. Would his stature and the way he plays the game, he would be considered a real small guy now. Yeah, I think he'd still be good because he can pass. But would he be even Gretzky? if he never scored one goal, he'd still be leading. He'd still be the all-time point leader because he's got so many assists. Right, but so would that rub be the same way. though? Right, like you know what I mean? Because he was so rounded, he was so accomplished. Yeah. I mean, you look at Joe Montana was considered the greatest quarterback all time until Mr. Brady oh, came along. Yeah. Right now, can you compare the two? It's hard. I know what you mean. It's hard. Right, but here's the funny thing: I look at quarterbacks. Why do they age so much after they retire? All the hits, man. They All look the hits really, really old, don't they? Like, look at them. Drew Brees looks like an old, old man, and he's only retired two years ago. Look at Brett Favre. He's still built, but he's. It's gray as hell, man. Right. It's look like they've been in front of a camera their whole life and all that, you know, the makeup and this. Wow, mm. just crazy. I never, I never wondered. I've always wondered about that. Are you in the football pools this year? Are you all ready for football season? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I was considering going down to the Washington Huskies are playing this um, this Saturday. Nice. Uh, I think it's only like 30 bucks. I was considering going down there for the game at 1230, but I'm not sure yet because I haven't been to college football game in a couple of years. I figured that'll be the only one I can get in. I'm going to do it, you know, all the boxing and ranges of hockey, but I'm not sure yet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. Well, what you, you know what? Um, no, no football pools, nothing like that. I I kind of gave up on all those kind of things. I just I, when I started this man, I focused everything here. I love my team sports, the Habs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steelers, Cubs. I love. This my takes up a lot of time, a lot of studying, a lot of right. doing, a lot of networking too. Well, right? no, dude, dude, I love all my sports. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but the more the last, like I said to people, the last three years, I have been. I'd rather watch boxing, any kind of form of combat sport, or tennis. U.S. Open's happening right hey, now, right? Thank you for bringing that up. I was just saying this to my woman this morning. I drove over to work. If you're free on Friday, September 22nd, my all-time favorite tennis player, Roger Federer, is going to lobby your cup in uh, Vancouver, only $105 oh. tickets. They're honoring him, and you got to watch all the matches. Friday, go. I would love to go. Actually, I didn't know. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, there's no Nadal or Djokovic at this time, but all the other best players in the world are here. Friday, September 22nd, they're honoring Roger Federer. I can't wait to see. He's not no, playing. No, dude, dude, dude. no, no, I would love to go, man. Um, Friday, September 22nd, then let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I love Roger Federer. And here's the thing. The reason I, I put tennis in there is because I guess I become more enamored with individual sports yes. than the team sport. I love my team sports. Don't get me wrong. I will be there opening day for the Steelers, you know, watching them, cheering them on. Kenny Pickett's going to be good, man. And He's Kenny good. Pickett's going to be good. I like what they did in that offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. I... I'm always going to say they're going to win the division and go to the Super Bowl because they're my team. Dude, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, so they're always in no, the mix. 
I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win the division, but I'm looking at the rest of the division and what they've done so far. They look like, you know, it's their division to lose. Yeah. Uh, that's just my take on it. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, if the defense doesn't play well, the offense will blame them. Yeah. Are you still doing so, your hockey? Are you still in that hockey fantasy or no? I'm in no pools, man. The only pool I'm in I, is the Sap and Chance pool and, and building this puppy to, to, the, to the moon, man. I've never done a hockey fantasy. Like I do the daily fantasy. I've never done a hockey like group friends fantasy. It, it's, I've done it. It's it's time consuming. Oh Let's yeah, hockey every day. Football is once a week. I mean, you can set your lineups in hockey a week ahead, but you've got to constantly be paying attention because you're always pulled the bully for the day or something. Someone can be pulled. Someone gets hurt. Then you got to do this. It's just too much work for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I look at pools like this. They're fun. I'd rather do pools if they were free. Why am I paying two hundred dollars to do work where I'm not guaranteed anything? Well, they bumped it up. Though. It's up to three hundred now, dude. They went from one hundred to two hundred. Is that three now, dude? When I started with those guys, it was fifty. Yeah, see, right, and and it's also about you know the group of guys that you're with, right? I mean, it, it has to do with the groups of guys that you're playing with and and whatnot. And you know, I'm from my experience, I found that some guys really want to try and some guys don't try. And I've been victim of I've been a victim of both sides. I'll be honest, right? Just yeah. you get busy with life and things, and you forget. A lot right? of it's luck too, man. A lot of it's who you draft, and you can't do nothing about it. But if they play good, they play good. Right? To be honest, so I just don't appreciate the structure because I always find in that particular pool that we're talking about, the same guys seem to get the same picks all the time. <laughs> right? I got a funny story for you. Am I right or wrong? You say I... that. No, I got a funny story for you after there for that. All right, all right, all right. Anyways, let's end that here because I want to hear this funny story here. Mm-hmm. Guys, so let us know in the comments what you think of the new format. Uh, we're trying this out. We're going we're gonna to expand it. This I thought clock, it was amazing. I'm having fun with it. This clock may not be around next time. It might be. Let's see. First time for everything. On that note, Mr. Michaels, uh, I hope you have a wicked, wicked weekend you and too, a man. safe weekend. Uh, we'll connect sooner than not. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to come back on the air later this week. Let's just hope everything is... Let's just hope heaven has met its quota of, of our favorites for this little period of time. Well said. And um, again, our deepest condolences to the Funk, to the White family, and to the Jacobs family. Yeah. And, um, you know, let's carry on, brother man. The world doesn't stop. The world doesn't stop turning. The sun will rise and the sun will set. Well said. All we have to well do said. is just work within that parameters and be the best that we can. So, guys, if you're going to drink and do your things that you like to do, go ahead and have at it, like I always say. But remember, leave your keys at home and keep a picture of your family in your pocket so you always remember what you're doing everything for. On that note, I am Bobby Sampson. He is Mr. Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Wayman, In the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everybody have a great day.